Bonjour, mes amis. You're listening to the Sort Yourself Out podcast, where we discuss powerful, top-down, inside-out approaches to uplifting your life on all levels, helping you to free yourself of the hang-ups and blockages that hinder your well-being, so you can leap forward, feeling great in your own skin and giving your best to the world. Today, we're discussing how to liberate yourself from your self-sabotaging beliefs thoughts, and behavior patterns, and I'll be sharing the techniques that I used recently when something in my life was scaring the pants off of me. I'm your host, Janine Hunt, natural health therapist for over 30 years, hypnotherapist, lifelong student, and spiritual seeker. I like to seek out the most effective practices and techniques that provide the greatest bang for my buck and the fastest route to freedom from whatever is holding us back. I can't wait to share with you these powerful techniques so that you too can sort yourself out, know deeper meaning in your life, and best of all, a sense of inner peace. So let's get started. Well, hello there. I'm so pleased that you can join me today because we're continuing our discussion of the three phases of transformation and how you can activate them in your life. This week, we're talking about phase two, liberating yourself from your self-sabotaging beliefs, thoughts, and behavior patterns. We've all got them. Some of them are on the surface and we're aware of them, and some are hidden in our subconscious minds. Either way, it's time to let them go, and I'm going to show you how. Okay, now I'm just going to do a quick recap of the three phases of transformation before we begin. Phase one is raising your awareness, discovering the conditioning and programming that is already installed in your being. Phase two is is liberating yourself from your self-sabotaging beliefs, thoughts, and behavior patterns. And phase three is programming your mind with thoughts, beliefs, and new habits that serve your well-being and success. So I'm going to set a little scene for you. A few years ago, I was at work and a client came up to me. She was probably in her 60s, and let's just say that she was dressed for summer. And as she approached, a little voice in my head piped up and said, Ooh, look at all that aging flesh. No one wants to look at that. Cover it up. Now, there were a few recognitions that went on at this point. One, I heard that voice. Two, I thought, Wow, that's not a nice thing to think. Bad me. Three, I had a revelation. Hmm, that thought is not mine. And in that instant, I knew exactly whose thought it was. Four, I recognized it as programming that I had received as a child. And five, I chose not to beat myself up for having such a thought in my head, but to release that thought, to disown it, and to let it go. So those first couple of recognitions are phase one of the three phases of transformation, raising your awareness. I discussed this in depth in last week's podcast, 
So you might want to check that out if you haven't already. I created a really useful free guide that you can download to help you become aware of the thoughts that are floating around betwixt your ears. The next few recognitions, acknowledging that the thought belonged to someone else and choosing it to let it go, are phase two. And I've got to tell you, it was a big relief to see that thought for what it was. Now, there were a couple of other thoughts that arose, like feeling annoyed that that thought had been instilled in my mind in the first place. Here again, I observed that thought and chose to let it go. So that's a good example of how we receive our programming. I heard all manner of things along those lines as a kid and didn't really think much of them at that time. Uh, In fact, I didn't really think of them at all until lately, when I hit middle age myself, and those same damaging thoughts could be applied to me. Yep, folks, those chickens are really coming home to roost now that I've hit midlife. My conscious mind thinks and knows that those ideas are crap, but hell if I don't have a mess on my hands trying to deal with them. It's kind of perverse how the mind works like that. It was all in there like a ticking time bomb just waiting to blow up when I would be at my most vulnerable. But hey, I know that the main tenet of well-being and personal growth for that matter is that crap is always rising to the surface to be recognized and then let go. So today I am going to discuss three powerful ways that we can let go of the crap, those limiting beliefs and patterns of thought and behavior that bedevil us and hold us back, freak us out, scare the pants off of us, and all round drag us down. So let's dive in to our first powerful method to liberate ourselves, It's one I use almost every day because it's so dang effective. Now you might be thinking, holy cow, Janine, you must be really messed up if you need this every day. But I use it for phase three as well, programming the new thoughts and habits and behaviors that I want to instill into my energy field and into my life. So this liberator number one is EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. It's also known as tapping. And the great thing about it is that it's really easy to learn and to do at home by yourself. Now, I am all about using the most effective and powerful techniques to achieve well-being and balance in life, and EFT certainly qualifies for that. It can help you clear blockages and emotional issues from your energy field in sometimes an astonishingly brief period of time. Like seriously, it can sometimes clear up in minutes issues where years of talk therapy have failed. Now, I'm not saying that talk therapy does not have merit, because it does. If that's your therapy of choice, I applaud you for sorting yourself out. But I want us to have options, and EFT gives us a powerful way, and a very powerful way at that, 
to do the work ourselves and at home in our pajamas so we get convenience too. EFT or tapping is a form of energy medicine and more specifically energy psychology. Basically what you do is this. You use a couple of fingers and you tap on the end points of the energy meridians that are used in acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine whilst focusing on the issue you want to resolve. And the tapping clears the short circuits that the issue created from your energy field. It also works on physical issues since many of them have an emotional origin. And then what you do is you tap in positive affirmations related to the issue. And it's possible to get almost immediate relief from a tapping session. And I often feel elated and filled with positive energy after as little as five minutes of tapping. And some issues will require dealing with over a longer period of time, as many of our problems are complex and multi-layered. But the great thing about tapping is that you start out tapping on a specific issue, and then as you tap, various related issues will come to mind, and so you can tap on those too. And you end up releasing many aspects that contribute to the overall belief or problem or issue. So, for example, you may start out tapping to release a belief that money is dirty, and as you tap, A memory of your parents arguing over money floats into your consciousness. So you tap on that. Then you remember other programming you've received about money. Say, money doesn't grow on trees. Or, you have to work really hard for money. Or, money is hard to come by. Or, we never have enough money. Maybe it's, rich people are selfish and stuck up. Or, that old chestnut that money is the root of all evil. It's like peeling back the layers of an onion as associated issues and memories rise to the surface. And tapping on all the related issues allows you to really release a problem as you're covering all different angles of it. So now on to liberator number two. Challenge the belief. You can change a belief by introducing doubt about it, challenging its validity. London hypnotherapist Marissa Peer recommends asking yourself the following questions about your beliefs. Where did that belief come from? Where did I get that belief from and what authority did the person who held that belief have? Where did they get it from, and is it relevant to me? Is it based on anything that is real and tangible? And the more you question the origin of belief and ask yourself why you are holding it, the more you will begin to doubt it and question its validity. You will no longer fully hold that belief to be true. Like in my earlier example about the voice in my head that popped up saying, ooh, cover up that aging flesh, I recognized its source and why that person had that belief. And I acknowledged that it was a powerful belief in the 1950s 
and probably everyone had it, (laughs) but that it was outdated today. I decided that it wasn't beneficial to me and that I didn't want it in my head. So liberator number two, challenge the belief by introducing doubt about its validity. And on to liberator number three, mindfulness. Although we're talking about phase two, liberation, mindfulness is a practice that spans all three of the three phases of transformation and for me is one of the main pathways to achieving inner peace. It helps on so many levels. It reveals our thoughts and beliefs to us so that we can release them. It helps us to live in the present moment so that we aren't festering emotionally or mentally over things, feeling regret or shame about the past, or projecting ourselves into the future with debilitating cycles of worry. And you may be aware of the idea, and it's a biggie in the ageless wisdom, that energy follows thought. Thought is the creative force in the universe. Every single thing that has ever manifested on the physical plane, think of an invention, for example, was first a thought in the mind of the inventor. Edgar Cayce, known as the sleeping prophet and the father of holistic medicine, said that mind is the builder, that the mind is the bridge between the realm of spirit and the world of physical reality. His entire formula, which summarizes the creative process itself, is spirit is the life, mind is the builder, and the physical is the result. So it's important to pay attention to the thoughts you are energizing and whether you want them to manifest in your life. You need to know that if you've got a thought that you're festering and obsessing over, you're providing it with powerful emotional energy. And it may be something that you do not consciously want to manifest in your life. But that emotional energy that you are generating over and over is in fact capable of activating that unwanted thing in your life. Because where your attention goes, energy flows. And a related concept to energy follows thought is that what you focus on grows. In the Edgar Casey Handbook for Creating Your Future, we read, Your mind is like a tree, and the thoughts that enter your mind are like birds. It's not so important which birds light on a branch of your tree for a moment and then fly on. What matters is which birds you allow to build a nest in your tree and make a home there. There's probably not a fleeting thought that we all haven't held at one time or another, but the thoughts that build our reality are those we feed on day after day. Wow, that's good to know, eh? So we all have a choice about what's going on in our heads. We can choose to be negative and allow negative thoughts to dominate our minds and consequently taint our lives, or we can choose to take charge of our thoughts. And I had to do this myself recently. During a routine vet visit with my beloved little doggy Twiggy, the vet found a lump that would require a serious operation. Now, a few years ago, I lost a pet during an operation, 
and the thought of Twiggy needing an operation filled me with fear. In the briefest whiff of a thought about the operation, the fear would overcome me automatically, and I'd feel it like a punch in the guts. It penetrated right to my core and just filled me with a sense of panic and a sense of dread. And I was able to recognize this pattern playing out in me. And I knew that I had to rewire this reaction so that when I thought about her operation, I acknowledged that it was to heal Twiggy, to make her well, to prolong her life, and that not having the operation was not an option. So I used liberator number two to challenge this belief. I thought about all the people who had had anesthetic and operations and survived. I thought of my old dog Rosie, who once had to be anesthetized just to have her nails trimmed, and how she was fine afterwards. I thought of a friend's dog who had recently been castrated and who was alive and well after his operation. And I thought of how three years ago, when I adopted Twiggy, she had been spayed the day before she came to live with us, and she not only survived that operation just fine, but handled that, coming to a new home and being separated from her pup, who was going to another home, with good cheer and a lively attitude. I also did EFT, Liberator Number 1, to release that fear and instill positive thoughts around healing Twiggy. I visualized receiving a phone call from the vet telling me Twiggy was doing great and I could pick her up at five. I visualized picking her up from the vets, bringing her home and her sitting in my lap, healthy and content. I visualized taking her on holiday with us in a few weeks' time and having lovely walks in the rows of vines in the south of France. And I knew that my thoughts and fears were irrational and untrue. And I took charge to create new patterns of thought that got me through the two weeks before her operation. I did not have to be at the mercy of my old programming. I decided instead the thoughts I wished to have about this situation, and whenever the fear arose, I replaced the fearful thoughts with my chosen thoughts. All I had to do was catch myself in the fearful thinking, that's liberator number three, mindfulness, and then take a moment to reinforce my chosen new pattern of thinking whether it was just talking to myself, a quick visualization, or doing a couple quick rounds of EFT. And my beloved girl Twiggy, I am extremely happy to report, is doing great. As we speak, she is snoring away in her little basket beside me and is in general just back to being her vivacious bossy self. In fact, I'm going to wrap this up now as it's time for the girls' evening walk. So I really hope that you found this discussion on my three powerful ways to liberate ourselves from limiting beliefs and patterns of thought and behavior helpful and that you're going to try them out in your own life. So let's just have a quick recap of those three ways. Number one, EFT, emotional freedom technique or tapping. Number two, Challenge the belief. 
introducing doubt about it, challenging its validity. And number three, mindfulness. Now, as I said, mindfulness helps in all three phases of transformation. It's a mega top-down approach. And by top-down, I mean that we are using the higher part of ourselves to manage the lower. Top-down practices have a knock-on effect that ripples out to uplift and illumine all areas of our life. Now, I'm going to be covering in-depth all of these methods of liberation in future podcasts. This stuff is my bread and butter. But to get you started now, I've created a free guided meditation you can download called the Quantum Liberation Spa, where we cleanse old stuck energies and outmoded beliefs from all levels of your being. And get this, we restore the divine blueprint of optimal function, balance, harmony, and wholeness. Nice. And we even create a powerful anchor that you can use to access your heightened state of well-being you're experiencing in the Quantum Liberation Spa whenever and wherever you want. So I want you to put aside 20 minutes of me time and get ready to refresh and rejuvenate at the Quantum Liberation Spa. You'll see a link to this below if you're listening to this on the Inspiration Cloud or you can access it at theinspirationcloud.com slash SY03. Now, I'm going to leave you with this lovely quote from the Buddha as it sums up the importance of mastering our minds and the thoughts we allow to take root there. Here it is. The thought manifests as the word. The word manifests as the deed. The deed develops into habit, and habit hardens into character. So watch the thought and its ways with care, and let it spring from love, born out of concern for all beings. As the shadow follows the body, as we think, so we become. Ah, that is so beautiful. Well, folks, we're off walkies now. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time when I'll be expanding on phase three of the three phases of transformation, programming your mind for what you actually want in your life. I love that one. And I'll be offering another life-enhancing free download that will set you on the road to inner peace and greater well-being. A little teaser, I touched on it earlier, visualization. A bientôt, mes amis. See you soon. Walkies! Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I really hope you found it helpful and full of uplifting ideas that you can put into practice in your life. And if you have, chances are your friends and family will too so please share it with them on social media. You'll be helping them to sort themselves out because I bet you think they need it, right? But seriously, you'll also be doing me a huge favor in return and I will be eternally grateful and sending loving vibes your way. I would also love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes, preferably a nice one, please. 
and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast too. If you have any questions or would like me to address a certain topic, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at info at theinspirationcloud.com. Have a good one, folks. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.